0: You're listening to The Podcast. For grain merchandisers, by grain merchandisers. Join us in our good-humored attempt to serve as a voice of reason in an industry fraught with misconceptions and half-truths. And now, from deep in America's
1: heartland, this is The Elevator's Cut. Welcome back to another episode of The Elevator's Cut. I'm one of your hosts, Jason Wheeler. And I'm the other host, Roger Guess. And
0: I mean, it's literally like we were just doing this yesterday. I don't know how we get away with recording so many of these so fast. (laughs) Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, it's like
1: the land before time around here. It's been a minute. um, But we have uh, exciting things. We now have T-shirts that are hanging on chairs around us. They have memes on them. And, uh, you know, hat tip to Duncan Ferguson for the meme shirts uh, ideas.
0: But this was actually
1: stolen from someone. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> we got the meme itself. Yeah. Uh, Annabelle,
0: Anna Fox, is uh, the one that uh, posted on Twitter and we, you know, borrowed. Yeah. You know, so it's great. We'll probably send her a shirt if she wants just because, you know, we stole it. Yeah. Give something back. Right. Is it that is. how NFTs work? Uh,
1: you tell me. You still a picture, and someone pays you for it? Mm. I don't know. That's how that's how the elevators cut works. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. So we we have these now. So if you wear any shirt size between <laughs> medium and extra large, we have shirts. But I mean, you, we're not just giving them away. We got to do something uh, great for us. Like, you know, <laughs> be a guest on the show or, yeah. uh, you know, send us your favorite variety pack of Little Debbie's. You know, I've been on that kick lately. Gosh, just don't send us any more Pringles. Send us emails that we can print out and pass <laughs> around if they're funny. You
0: know, there's, there's a myriad ways to do this. Yeah. So anyway. If we ever get our ag business professionals, air quotes. Uh, young Professionals of Kansas City meeting together on a patio somewhere. Maybe we can make a big pinata and just, you know,
1: knock the shirts out of it. Yeah, we'll get it together eventually, but we're going to have to lose the young by the time. <laughs> that uh, well, that's the only way to weed out boomers. So. <laughs> wow. OK, well, Roger's on the offending everyone kick. So that's good. <laughs> we're back. Anyways, no, cool, cool shirts. Send us, send us uh Send us your uh, shirt sizes as long as they are between medium and XL. That's one X for those (laughs) keeping track. Is this imperial or metric? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) U.S. Um, Freedom units, if you will. (laughs) Anyway, so today we're we're back at it. uh, Talking about the grain business. Um, We we may as well do that. We we do that from time to time. Maybe. Maybe. There's a whole bunch of stuff written on the whiteboard. (laughs)
0: Roger, unbelievable
1: amount of stuff. I I don't know. I can't. It's a lot. Roger listens to other podcasts to use to criticize our podcast and say how we should be like other podcasts. And I, for one, completely agree. (laughs) (laughs) So this is how we better service our listenership. Yeah. So anyways, there you go. And you can tell by listening to us who listens to what kind of podcast, you know, <laughs> is a very intellectual podcast i listen to like podcasts that are just rambling stupid and uh i i love it i agree so, i do not listen to this podcast yeah. <laughs> ever hey man somebody's gotta <laughs> edit this thing so anyways <laughs> here we are how about spreads how about them spreads <laughs> have you
0: ever seen any social media platform that rhymes with twitter loses mind as much as it has this week on
1: spreads on spreads yeah. It's wild from from one to the next. Now, for context, we just yesterday was last. So today's first notice day. Yesterday was last, not notice day, but last day of to roll out before delivery starts. Get your whatever B out of the way. Rolls <laughs> Yeah. Anywho, of so that May future. of May future. So anyway, so that's your that's our you context I mean? for this. So, yeah, it's going to be May, as uh, Justin Timberlake once sold us. And that's your context for us. So I don't know when we're going to release this. Hopefully very soon. Before (laughs) the next May rolls off the board. (laughs) But anyways, whenever we do, that's your context. So if a bunch of stuff has happened between now and when this is released or when you're listening. It's not our fault, you know. This is basically evergreen. (laughs) Anyways. Uh, big inverse, right? what did What did uh, corns roll off at? right? Well, I don't know if it's it's <clears throat> rolled off yet, but as of
0: ten minutes ago, according to my handy phone app, uh, we were sitting about a fifty one inversion something yeah, fifty one. I think that maths out. fifty one in cent inversion from
1: May to July corn. in my opinion, and I know this is wrong to most people. But that's why I can say it's an opinion. Uh, So I can just state incorrect things and call it an opinion.
0: What do you call that concept?
1: Um, What do you
0: mean? You said you told me once before. There's a rule, like if you just throw something out that's
1: wrong, Uh so people will correct you, and you find out what the right answer is. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Peterson's rule or something. Something, Somebody's rule. The guy made Wikipedia. Anyways, that the rule for those listening along, so we don't just string out, is it's easier to get a response from someone to just state something incorrectly than to ask a question. So, Which explains the success of Twitter. Yes. And anyways, yeah, and it's true. People would much rather, people don't want to answer your question, but they would like to correct you. People love to correct you when you're wrong. So anyways, it's a good deal. You can use that to, to much... Chagrin. <laughs> okay. I don't know words, <laughs> but, it, you know. Uh, the spread, the spread. It, it So it, everyone so knew what, it was going to roll off inverted, right? Of course. But, okay, so my opinion that we never got to say was that spreads don't matter now. Once delivery starts, I don't know, they take limits off, stuff is weird if you tried to trade it, you could get delivers. It's not a futures contract anymore, it's just a cash contract. Wait, wait, so wait. the spreads don't matter anymore. A, I want, I got to correct my, you. This is my thought. Okay, I got to so correct much. you. Today is it's still in the month of April. Many futures are still in the future. Changed my mind. <laughs> well, the delivery terms of that contract start today. So that's, that's why I say that. But, anyways, but I was told on Twitter that.
0: There's not any delivery happening.
1: Okay. Well, good deal. Well, I mean the the basis is strong, but and man, the market's inverted. Is it strong though? Well, and not if you're uh, kind of gone to crap. Like, yard like, bird feeders have anything to say about it? There's a lot of red on the basis map. Like, yeah. Like, nice. But yeah. It's all bad. the things. You know, and this is this is a thing with with basis is. We say basis follows the spread. So over you know the summers where you have inverses, you might see some high basis numbers when you get out later, but nominally. But that yeah, that's that's only versus that futures. If you take into account the spread, it's not really. But sometimes it'll kind of hang out and go sideways for a while and then collapse, or you know, be a little volatile out there. But man, this year it collapsed quickly, and um, yeah, I, I think that's because some key large volume buyers got overbought
0: uh, or bought up just in general. I think you saw that in a lot of markets where the last couple of years, these end users kind of got burned waiting till the summer to pay what they had to pay for, you know, it's kind of that old saying of I'll pay way over to get grain in, but i are not going to do it till the day I need it. You know, well, that works until it doesn't. In the last couple of years, a lot of these, especially feeders got burned with this stuff and these inversions in the summertime. And so last year you had, uh, last summer, you had these guys, these buyers willing to go out and pay the spread to entice elevators to carry the grain for them, you know, which makes sense. This year though, when we come out of harvest, we saw a lot more of these feeders at that time last fall and winter booking their deferred stuff because the spreads were not as inverted then They were flat. And it's you know it makes more sense for them to pay a flat spread to carry stuff out than to pay you know 50 yeah. cent inverted today yep. to someone to do it so you saw them doing that a lot and some of them did it a little bit too much um and right. and bought you know a bunch at the top of the basis curve and um so anyway basis has collapsed just all over the
1: place yeah and and you know it's funny it's a human tendency right we 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 make you know I don't know make funds on the word but but we we say we so golly, I can't believe they did they just merchandise it like they should have done last year. You know, they should have done this last year and they didn't, so they did this year, but this year's different. And but we've had two years of this is the third year now in a row of markets going to inverse and everybody like should have I'm just gonna do like I should have done last year. So basis-wise, that didn't work great. Um, but because we had, had guys uh that that I know that were like, Look, the last couple summers. Basis did get crazy at some points with trains not showing up, Mayday bids and stuff. Mm-hmm. E, despite the inverses that we definitely had last year, we still got some big basis pushes in the summer. And, you know, there's a lot of year left, but uh, it's not shaping up to look like that, well, that this year. And one of the big reasons for that is interest rates are a little different now yeah. than they were this time last year as well. Yeah. So, the, so you flip that, all right, you know, buyers kind of did that. And it, eventually that, <laughs> that turns into the wrong thing right no matter how uh, how long you you do it uh, there comes a point where that doesn't work anymore and, you know we see a lot with on on farmers we get in the mode where it's like look it was better to for a contract and then prices are low come harvest time and all that stuff for a while and so guys finally get used to like, I got to sell ahead and all that stuff. And then we have a year where prices go way up at harvest or right after harvest. And they're like, golly, I wish I hadn't done that. So then next year I'm not going to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, well, next year's a different beast, you know? And uh, so we see that on, so farmers marketing wise uh, each different type of market breaks them for the next year Mm -hmm. when it may or may not be the same. And then, but also so bringing it back to spreads from us merchandisers uh, that that's where we're we're kind of in a place where I don't know, is this I mean this is our third year in a row of inverses and guys are now looking at new crops. Like corn, for instance, mm-hmm. and there's carry there. There's some carry there. Better carry than we've seen. Better carry. Even so,
0: net of interest, you know, it's a, or close to, you know, yeah. close to it when you consider the higher interest rates.
1: Yeah. For like your Dease July stuff is the best nominal number we've seen in the past three, yeah, or 22 or something. So it's been. It, so it's it's kind of enticing for the merchant. I'm like, man, if I could have got D July at 20s last couple of years, I'd have friggin' killed it, you know. Because if you do Dece March, March, May, May, July, you rolled off it. Terrible inverses. I know exactly what those numbers were. We just yeah. did that meeting this week. The high, I think, the high
0: for biggest carry of D July last year, Dece 22 to July 23, around 13 cent carry, which isn't great, but it is what it is. It was last August sometime. If you have waited, if you didn't set it, or you say you had targets and they didn't fill and you waited, you know, that's what happens. If you don't get stuff target filled for new crop spreads, what typically happens is even though you know you need that stuff in the July, when the end of December or the end of November gets here and these rolling off the board, instead of just taking whatever it is and sticking it out there, everybody just tends to, let's stick it in the March. There's a little care here. and We'll wait and see if the deferreds get better. There's a hint they don't. They don't get better in these markets. They don't. Big okay. big markets, big carries, sure, they can gain a little bit, but not what we're in. 13, these, these to July. If you'd have done each individual leg as a roll, these March rolled off at a 4-cent carry. March, May rolled off at a penny carry. May, July, as today or yesterday's rolled off around a 50-cent inverse. So a 13-cent carry, you could have had versus a 45-cent inverse, which is what you would have ate now. Yeah, to get there by just taking the roll, so huge. That's 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 a lot of margin.
1: Yeah, and the thing I've been, <laughs> I've been, I've been talking about. A lot of people look at it as, all right, well, De March I think is at, at ten now today. Yeah, for uh, new for for new crop. Yeah, twenty three. And so they're looking at like, I mean, I'd I'd like to set spreads. De twenty or whatever. And well, if you look at interest costs and how much corn prices is like is that really? Yeah, it's not great. Um, but De March is decent for that period. You know, it's pretty close to your costs and, and, uh, it's a good number. So uh, yeah, I'll set the March part, but the other stuff, it's a 10 cents for March all the way to July. That's not as good. So I can wait on that. Cause I've July gets to 30 some years. Well, that's true. It has been to 30 some years, but not coming off of two years of inverse, three years of inverses. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, that that's not happened, but the point is that there's, they see less carrier, a flatter market past March. And so they're like, well, I'll just get to March and I'll, I'll be, you, you haven't really managed any risk. This March, I'm not saying this March can't get pretty flat. It definitely has gotten flat, but it's not going to be a 50 cent inverse like we've seen May, July that, that doesn't happen. So you kid yourself into thinking I've got out to March. And now I say all the inverses to protect yourself from are well after that, like, you know, what are we doing? So I have been on that train with, with people for a while now and, and just trying to think like, I I know D smarts is good, like get it, but you get that. If you do D July, you got that D smarts. That's part of what you got, but you also took a bunch of risk off the board. Mm -hmm. That's been there the last couple of years. The other thing for feed mills, I know people kind of give me a hard, hard time, um, we're all trading different things you get on twitter and everybody's like that's the result everybody's playing different games everybody's playing different games and my game is like dude just i work with a lot of guys that have feed mills and they're gonna carry corn all the way into new crop practically because they have to feed their feed mill and for some reason that you know is over my head which is fine they don't want to just buy corn when they get out there and pay the market and charge the market for their feed. I would think it's a security blanket, but right? you got to know I can get it and it's going to be good quality and all that stuff. So, like I said, I'm not saying <laughs> I'm right. I'm obviously not as much in that business and they have more things to consider. And so that that's the thing, but if you're going to carry it that far, get out to the set, mm-hmm. get everything out there to the set and uh, bring it. Cause like you said, once, Especially once the crop is is harvested. So we're obviously not there yet, but but once the crop's harvested, we sitting in the march and hoping, well, maybe we'll come back. We're we're not growing another crop between now <laughs> then. What are we doing? Right. It seems like typically inverses only seem to get worse. Uh, unless you're talking about rice, then yeah, night. May July rice. But rice, rice is not a year. much like
0: cauliflower rice, rice futures are not a real contract
1: from wrong. I'm gonna punch you in the mouth. That's what see, I see. They're
0: not a thing. They're they're an idea. <laughs> they are <laughs>
1: very much. People have done very well with it, and uh, continue to do well, and all of the best things. So, anyways, powerful ideas. <clears throat>
0: but it's interesting to see uh, on social media, maybe not so much gmd shuttle trains to the ocean and. You know, whatever, all this conspiracy of it's like people never have thought about selling a head. Contracts only for farmers. No, I don't think so. I think it's for anybody that yeah. wants to sell a head. Uh, but you know, that's that, literally what futures contracts are. <laughs> but this future present. Here's your present. There's there's the, the just the seeing that I don't know the outrage, the the just hair on fire reaction to things. I love watching it's it's just great to to witness some of this stuff. But especially when it's something so fundamental to, to merchants, basis traders as inversion, inverted markets, you know, how often does waiting till the end make things better? Even on area market years, it can, you know, at best keep you afloat, but it doesn't make it better. Yeah. It, it's just crazy to me that you know the idea that you know well, it, the writing was on the wall. decent March at 4-cent carry. March May at a penny carry. You see the trend here? It's kind of, you know, mm-hmm. slacking off. And now, so we're at a 50-cent inversion March or May, July. So July Sep. who knows what that is around 50 now, too. But, you know, if I was a gambling man, I'd say it's going to get wider than a 50-cent inversion before the end of June. Yeah. By the end of June. Look at the last couple of years of, of history. And it doesn't tell you the exact level, but it shows you exactly what it likes to do, which way it goes. Funds or China, who cares? It doesn't a green jacket, gold jacket. You know, it doesn't matter. it, <laughs> it, it is what it is. It's going to do what it's going to do. And to delay merchandising decisions, here we're at the end of April. If you haven't
1: got most of your grain merchandised already, I mean, that's it's kind of on you. In, indecisiveness is a plague on our industry. And I don't know if it's more in our industry than others mm-hmm. because it's a human thing. Yeah. Um. So, so I, I don't mean to present, but maybe it is more amplified in, in ag. I'm not sure, but I definitely see a lot in to the detriment of people. If, if you haven't listened, we had a podcast has probably been, couple years back where we actually shared uh Phil Luce's keynote from uh our conference. And I mean it's, it's really strong stuff and it, and it's about you know being more decisive and the the value of that. And one of the big things is is um a lot of times it's you know people say, ah, you know, not making a decision is making a decision. And and that's that's very true. You have to, you have to live with the results of not making a decision. So that's true with merchandising. It's true with, if you're marketing your farm grain, people just think, well, I'll, I'll just wait and see what happens. But the truth is the, the risk, the, the downside risk, like we look at everything at risk management, the downside risk of not making a decision is usually larger than making the wrong decision. So like, if you, if you look at everything in, uh, in, in those terms, like, um, you know I was re- recently on a podcast if we, <laughs> if we have a recent podcast if you can call it that but you know it's talking about indes- indecisiveness at, and like local co-op boards and stuff and and it you know that indecisiveness ends up causing all sorts of problems whereas it's like hey, should we build this bin or not? Well let's say we do and we maybe we shouldn't have. can we bounce back from that yeah, you know we got a bin. You know, we we made a decision. Maybe it wasn't, you know, as maybe the payoff is not as quick as we thought. Maybe, it's not, but but we can make more decisions and give, and we'll get better at decisions because now we've made that decision. We learn from it, and we can keep getting better decisions. We don't make a decision, and now all of a sudden stuff's piling up on us. Our employees are, you know less happy about the situation and the long-term effect i don't know it just all piles up it seems like the indecisiveness is is uh i don't know i see is that crazy to say it's got more downside risk than making a bad decision i don't know At i times. mean if you can believe in risk, it. you also have to believe in luck because they're the same thing
0: but that's a for another day uh yeah. it's for the whiteboard day um <clears throat> But I think, get back to the boards thing, the 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 one co-op board that I, I worked for um, as a GM, you know, the, there's a lot to be said for folks in the idea of skin in the game, you know, skin in the game, you know, and there's always this tension between, it seems an ag, you know, you got skin in the game or you're biased or what, those are the same thing, I think, but there's this idea that there's buyer's biased and the seller's got skin in the game or the farmer's got skin in the game and the end user's biased for his own needs. And I was like, well, the farmer's biased for his needs as well, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how a market works. But when it comes to the boards, you know, what I've I've witnessed firsthand was that they're skin in the game on one side, but the other side is I don't want to be blamed if this doesn't go right or I don't want to make the decision. I don't want to be the person that has to answer for this. Yeah. I don't think it's that they don't know the right way to go. I think it's they don't want to take ownership or skin in the game, so to speak. Right. Is what I've seen. Everybody wants to wait for someone else to make the decision, or maybe the board president to make the decision, and they fall in line, whatever it is. But there's a lot to be. It, it's human nature. But there's and sometimes you know, obviously there's people that are very outspoken and are happy to take that role and go on. And those are good people to have. Yeah, it's the people that are that are waiting for someone else to make a move before they may have made the decision in their mind. They're not going to say it out loud until someone else does.
1: Yeah. We talk about blame premium and yeah, absolutely. people want somebody else to blame. And, you know, if you step out there, and make a decision and it doesn't go well, you're going to get blamed for it. And so you're worried about getting blamed because for some reason, when problems happen or something bad happens, we have, before we can make another decision and address it and deal with it, we have to figure out someone to blame. Yeah. Someone has to be crucified first. Yeah. Which is is insane to me. Mm -hmm. People are just doing the best they can with the, with the information they have at hand. And nobody knows what the futures hold. We just try to make the best decisions we can. And like you said, if you keep making decisions, you get better at making decisions. You make better decisions. But if you continue to not make decisions you'll never get get good at at making decisions so practice makes perfect you know
0: yeah you just got to go to to more annual board meeting more annual shareholder meetings and face down the old man who hasn't farmed in 30 years that's griping about everything and you know because he's going to stand up and he's very loud voice carries in the room Mm -hmm. and he's just going to call people out That guy is why people on boards don't make decisions as they should.
1: (laughs) But and I don't want to. I don't want to just single out boards either. This concept applies to, you know, at the core, at the the merchandising and your spreading decisions. You think, eh, should this this is good, but I guess it could get better, and maybe I should wait and all this stuff. You know, hey, let's make a decision. Let's do let's do some. If it gets better, I'll have more. Or or whatever. It's kind
0: of like, you know, we always say when a farmer comes in the elevator and is asking the merchandiser, you know, what do you think the market's going to do? That's not what he's asking. He's really asking, you know, I need help selling my grain. How do we, what should we do? That's the real question. And so when it comes to spreads or whatever specifically spreads here for the merchandiser, it's the same thing. When, when we take a call from someone, it's like, hey, the spread looks okay. You know, what should, it, you know, what do you think spreads are going to do? <laughs> well, what do you need them to do? What do you need? What's your plan and merchandising? Are we close to taking action? That's
1: the real question, you know? And it's funny, like we, it's, it, the spread thing is just an exact um, allegory or metaphor for what farmer does a great market. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's thing. so crazy. Like guys, you know, Hey, I'm going to handle one and a half carry a, hundred, a million and a half bushels of corn out of harvest. So I need a million and a half bushels of spreads. Let's say well, you know, destabilize at twenty. Should I put it on? I don't know. You know, I'll put on a hundred thousand, right? So we we'll put on a hundred thousand. I did some, you know. That's good. That is good. That is good. You did some, and it's like God. I went to twenty five. It was so, you know. Well, you've got one point four million now that you can, you right. know. But you
0: go and just keep on it. Yeah. And in the same kind of dead, you know, the same type of goalpost mentality too. Of you know the producer, you know. When he gets a bill, he's got to sell I don't matter what it is. If he hadn't yet, it doesn't matter what the price. I got to pay its bill. Yeah. Hey, when you get the first notice they get one. <laughs> yeah. you got to roll. It doesn't matter if you want to or not. It's happening. That's right.
1: So yeah. let's avoid
0: those situations.
1: Yeah. If you well, can. well, you should you should never be yeah have to take just whatever the market is. You can either you can choose what spread you take and and get into it because hey, I can make this work. This is good for me and when you're making that decision that's better than well today's the last day the market is what it is i have to take it roll it please what look is- what look what the market did to me <laughs> yeah that's what happened look what
0: happened the market did this to me no no it didn't the market's just a thing it's it
1: didn't make the decision for you to wait till the end and you know just like a forward contract with the farmer it's a, it's the same concept right if we're selling ahead we're doing it because that price works For whatever reason that price works, it's a profitable price, or that's a good price today. I'd like to sell. I'm selling because that price is something I would like to sell. When it gets to the bill is due, it's you know, whatever, it's the last day before DP fees go up, or whatever it is. When I get to a deadline, I'm just selling because I have to. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't you get what you get at that point. You just take what the market, or you can select what what market you have. It's always a better thing if you're making the decision because you like the price, right? Right.
0: It's interesting. There was
1: a there was a uh conversation, I guess you call it that,
0: raucous on Twitter about the uh you know the target orders and you know when there's get close to it and the tongue in cheek is like that's a good deal cancel. You know, cancel if close order. Right. If it gets close, it's pull it. You and completely diverging here, but you don't have to cancel those. You're just because the order you put in the futures broker is called a good to cancel does not mean <laughs> that you have to cancel it. People quit calling it GTC call oh, it. It's a target order. Here's what it is. It's a firm target. It is not to be canceled. I mean, you don't have to cancel. Them. I don't know why we put that out there. If it makes people more willing to do them because they think they can move them or stuff, but quit. You're sad, but you're shooting yourself in the
1: foot by doing it, yeah. Stop, yeah. If you're gonna just sit around and watch the market, anyways, there's no that, that's the point of these con these targets or GTCs or whatever yeah. you want to call it's them. That's the point buyer's
0: of- problem. This is elevators and end user, whatever the buyers push them and describe them as this. I don't think people do it on purpose, they just this is what they're
1: called, and we tell it and go on and quit doing it. Stop. So Roger, you were in uh, Pennsylvania last week. How are things this looking week? Actually, this week. Okay. Um, how are things looking up there? Uh, that they, they've got the crop planted yet, or nope, no, <laughs> trying to. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Good folks up there.
0: They, uh, you know, Pennsylvania is a deficit market um, for all the crops. Um, it's interesting that um, you know they, they deficit meaning they don't raise enough to fulfill all their end users and eastern corn belt in general this year's you know got a lot more grain than it needs and you've seen some headed west especially out of illinois and things like that but no you know once you get past illinois really nothing has moved west or yet anyway um uh, corn wise so to speak uh or to the southeast there's been some you know stuff moving in the southeast It always does but not you know it's it's a big discrepancy especially if you look at the basis values of fabrell in ohio versus truck replacement in georgia and all this stuff. But, you know, Pennsylvania is in that area where almost every year you can hold grain, you know, whether you want to or mean to or not, and come out all right on it just because it's such a high deficit market. Um, I don't know if that's going to hold true this year. You know, there's been quite a bit of opportunity early on to get corn and beans, so, and wheat, even for that matter, recently. At phenomenal margins, there's been just incredible margins and you know one of the conversations we've had this past week or so is we head into this role with folks looking at how oh, basis has dropped or they've moved the bid to the july already and i don't want to eat the inversion or oh, and I still got i got a little long position and it mean to get it, but i got in and you know worrying about if the inversion is going to get worse or basis you know just dropped after they moved it to the july and it's like well stop if you sold today. I mean, whatever the bid is for nearby delivery, what kind of margin do you have? People are overlooking that. Oh, 60 cents. Net margin. Okay. Yeah. Sell the stock <laughs> don't, don't worry about the inversion. Just get it sold. Flat price and buy your May back when you price it. Whatever. But yeah. It's be done that people are, 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 are fo- so focused because all the attention's on the spread and stuff and basis moving and dropping. This is a margin thing. Where's your margin at? get let's, let's take it and be done with it uh, and some markets you know there, there is no nearby bid so that that time has passed but the danger when you get into these types of markets is that people lose sight of the goal you know, make a margin at the you know well look at what's coming up and again i said can you sell it now and be done with it isn't yeah. the thing
1: yeah.
0: most places you can and you know it's usually not a huge chunk of your overall volume it's you know Third or less, at most, I think a third or less. You know, quarter. It shouldn't be that much, but you know, you are probably going to average out all right, especially if you made some really good sales early on this year. Mm-hmm. Just get it done. Quit thinking about it. And move on to the next crop.
1: Yeah. Well, I was down in the South last week in Arkansas, Mississippi, and the Delta. Uh, good times, but Where they it are, it? They are uh, <laughs> real. They were going all out, uh, getting everything planted. Um, because there was a rain moving in last weekend, so I, I think they were doing a pretty good job. Got a ton of acres in, so they're doing good. But yeah, there's no there's no oil crop grain to speak of. I mean, there usually is not much, anyways, right. this time of year, but especially this year. Um, there's still some rice around, uh, not a ton though. There's a big uh, big inverse July set looming out there. Uh, I talked about the May July a little bit earlier. That it's wild because everybody knows supplies are pretty pretty tight and there's going to be a point where it kind of just the market just says all right it's inverted and you're kind of waiting for it and about i don't know what two three weeks before roll day the may july thing went from like a 20 cent carry to like a 43 cent inverse and so everybody's like well, well i guess this is it we the Inverse material, we knew it was tight <laughs> and all stuff. And then in the last, then like a week later, it screams back up and gets over thirty cent carry. It's just stuff I you you don't think that stuff's possible. But did in you the find out place, who got squeezed? Possible, somebody. <laughs> uh well, I know <laughs> I'm on first name basis with somebody who, who uh who I guess you could say, got you know, you give up, you're like, oh boy, here's the inverse. It's happening. It's probably going to keep falling forever. Cause that's what typically markets right. what we were talking about. Hey, once inverse hits, it's, it's done. So like crap, bail out at 35 cent inverse and just, you know, lick our wounds here. And then, you know, watch the three days later, the market <laughs> storms back to a bigger carry than it ever was. Unbelievable. So it's, it's was there any volume time. to speak of in it though? Well, in On in the carry when it got to a carry. What do you mean by in the future? Yeah. I mean probably same as always. Okay. You know, I I don't know, but um I haven't I didn't look at that, those numbers probably just still a carry today. Yes, still a carry, even in delivery. So yeah, it's at a carry, but then like July 7th, I think last I looked at like two dollars inverted. So for now, we'll see. <laughs> see what happens. I don't fun know. fun times. I think the, the the rule the the thing is here. Of course, I, I think
0: I'm talking to you. It's harder to do in rice market, but it's like don't wait till the end to do stuff. Yeah. What's good about these last three years, especially with the younger merchants kind of having coming on in the last few years, is that there's no bad habits of purposefully waiting to the end. I like know carry markets it was like wait till the end, you pick up a few cents on the carry, which generally was true. You know, maybe we've uh, got a generation that won't do that for a while now. So we'll see. But and then a lot of these guys haven't traded, and gals haven't traded a carry market. They haven't traded a high interest rate market, which that's been the total topic of regional meetings this year. It'll be interesting to see. It's it'll be fun. The, The pendulum looks like it might be swinging back the other way. So yeah, hold on to your butts.
1: Yeah, we gotta grow. We gotta grow some good crops for a little bit. Yeah, South America. Maybe it. Um, that's that's I was told. well we, you know, it's let's hold hands sing Kubaya We're worldwide, uh like uh like your buddy Pitbull. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> I digress.
0: Well guys, thanks for uh, listening. Uh if you made it this far, we appreciate it. And uh we'll try to Get back on here we got a whole whiteboard of stuff to go through and you know we don't we use permanent markers so they shouldn't come off for a
1: while the funnest thing was the nickel dime game i was I sad we didn't get to that we'll get roger's got a great time. story about yep. about change <laughs> literally <laughs> hope and change well good seeing see you old you. buddy we'll see you next time we do this all right can't wait as always thanks for downloading and listening and if you haven't already please subscribe to the podcast, and share it with folks you know in the business. And if you'd like to reach out anytime about anything at all or have any show
0: ideas, you can always find us on Twitter at Elevators Cut. Follow us there, tweet at us, DM us, and we'll always respond.
1: Till next time, for Roger, I'm Jason.
0: for Jason, I'm Roger. Thanks for listening to the Elevators Cut.
1: Oh!